0: to say that I search for like vibes not power because in cycling everyone's always talking about their power
1: right. and my power to
0: weight and everything and I still have a high motivation and still have a high like need and want to race but I think it's a good thing that I don't fantasize about winning a particular race or about doing a particular race because it, like I said it keeps me humble and it keeps me in the present moment focused
1: on just being the best that I can be right now. Hey fans, Chaz here from Live Watches. As I'm sure you know about our awesome collaboration with super talented artist and bike racer TJ Eisenhart. to give you guys some real insight into who TJ is, this episode will be an interview with TJ conducted by our own Tom Tate. It's super interesting, so I'm sure you will enjoy the one sporting event that I watch each year is Tour de France and I really didn't know too much about it until 2007 and
0: uh,
1: I I just found it on TV and I was that was it, I was captured
0: Wow, I love that I just stumbled upon it that's super cool Yeah, way awesome, oh wow
1: So uh, and then I I loved Lance Uh, you know, I think he got screwed personally but
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah yeah. No, I mean we can talk about that all we Uh <laughs> But like, I mean, people love to talk about that. But I think his, I think what we really should be talking about is what he's doing now. You know, because for a person like that who went through that much, like basically dump and shit, you know. Yeah. But, like it made him stronger, and that's why he won the Tour de France is because of his mental strength that he can overcome I mean he came out of now like his whole arrangement now a billionaire you know by uh just some you know so it's 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 funny to me like that's that's a reason to really admire him and and look up to him is to like look at this man at, at the incredible mental strength you know yeah he was incredible on the bike and everything and you know, yeah, we could talk about the drug stuff and everything, but his mental side where he had the ability to take a bad situation, flip it around to his favor, and then make it grow. yeah I think we're seeing a lens that's so honest now and uh, that's really open and that's the side I truly you know when I was younger, I admired the bike racing side, but now I honestly admire like the man side of him, you yeah. know that. Because anytime now I'm like going through something or going through any trials with this or that, you you always think like, Okay, like you know, nothing is as crazy as with that or, you know, so yeah. Well
1: it sounds like mental toughness is really one of your uh, one of your strengths, I guess. That may sound
0: a little loop-y. Yeah, I uh, I have I, I love the mind. I just love thinking. I love pushing the boundaries, like being told almost I'm wrong, you know, and that's not a thing, like, I'm not afraid of that. I like to just continue to learn, and I really love kind of that mental, like, kind of barrier, that kind of frequency or vibe that we have inside ourselves that connects with our mind that can make us push through the pain or push through a thought or an idea or through a hard time. I think it's pretty incredible, and I think, us as humans <laughs> continue to, <laughs> like, prove it right, that, you know, we can't overcome a lot. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of humans that don't win. It's funny, it, is, it only kind of started around, like, 2016. It was looking like I wasn't going to be signing uh, for a team. It was kind of looking in doubt. And then I signed with Henny Cathy. And so uh, I remember I was doing my final race with BMC Racing in Japan, and I was with Taylor Finney and Manuel Quinziato and those two guys just kinda of took Canada wing as Canada's little little, little brother and kinda of turned into these spirit guy teachers for me. Manuel Quinziato teaching me a lot about kind of like Buddhism and well, you know, Finney just being Finney and uh <laughs> when he translated into Finny being my best man at my wedding and Oh, slick. You know, wow. We <laughs> built a strong friendship and everything like that. I guess with my art and with the cycling, I think the mind is just very fascinating what what it can create and what it can overcome. I
1: guess, yeah, that's really cool. Now, Taylor Finney is the guy who does the uh, videos from the tour. Yeah, I like this <laughs> yeah, yeah, first yeah, year's but, uh, better, <laughs> I like the first year's the best. Because he's done it two years now, right?
0: Yeah, I think he did it this year as well. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, (laughs) like I said, I don't really really watch a lot of races a lot. I
1: I guess Um, not. You're in them, so.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and usually you're training or you're traveling. People are always misunderstanding. I think people are always wanting us to kind of be the same, wanting us to kind of be that same person year in and year out and be kind of just stable all the time. But uh, one thing about, like, Taylor and I feel like it's just, these constant changes, whether people like them or not, they're, they're kind of always evolving, you know? Yep. And especially with his, his like very artistic side, and like my artistic side, we are, we're always trying to look for ways to kind of channel that and to plug that in and to find these uh, resources to create with. And also, <laughs> like I know for a fact that if I was racing for three weeks, I probably wouldn't be giving the greatest interviews near the end, you know, because uh, just the, the physical demand it has on your body and mental demand, but, but you know, that race has is, I can't even imagine, so. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, it sounds like but, art,
1: uh, art kind of saved you there. At one point, I was looking at the, uh, watching the interview and you uh, said that you like took six weeks off and just went back and took some art classes.
0: Yeah, it was funny. I was just answering, uh, another interview for, like, uh, website in London asking me some questions kind of about those years and cause it's funny I went from this like superstar like junior I've been having like a few good years in the 23 years but kind of like near the end almost just kind of plateauing and I just remember I was getting this really just fed up with everything I remember like we go out training we come back and you're just watching Netflix and like it just you could just or you're thinking about bike racing or you're thinking about your next day's training or you're over analyzing training either that day and so it was all like just over demanding that you were causing on yourself and i just remember calling my parents one night and telling my mom i was like like i don't want to do this anymore like i feel like i'm getting stupid Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) and near the end of the season my fitness and my mind everything was just like checked out i had just had enough i'd gone through eating disorder i just i'd had enough with bike racing kind of at that point and I went home and I told everyone, I told my team, I told my coaches, I told my parents, like, hey, don't talk to me about cycling or anything cycling related for like the next six weeks. I just want to completely clear the mind and find (laughs) why I even like cycling anymore, you know, or if I even want to continue. And so I went to school. I want to re-study basic art because previously done about 10 years of airbrush studying. Oh, so no. okay. That. That's like, if you type in my name, you'll find like liquid lead and you'll find pictures of me when I was like 10 years old. And those pieces would take me like months to do to up to years just because they're so tedious. And But when I started cycling back up, like well, when I uh, went to Europe, that's when I was like, All right, I'll put art and just focus on cycling. But then I came home and I was like, I want to re-study. So I did basic art and humanities and, like a nutrition class and just completely fell in love with how I was able to express my emotions and what I was going through in life through like charcoal. And I love this idea when at the end of the classes, uh, you know, you'd be like told to draw like the vase in the center or the person in the center. And at the end, everyone would always turn around their canvas and you get to see, we all draw the same thing, but you're seeing it in a different way. And it, to me it's kind of like this romantic way of like actually seeing through others eyes, you know, and it is, you know, art is such a great way to view how the artist views the world uh, or wants to see the world or envisions it or a lot of, I mean, sometimes there's no emotion in a piece, but uh, if it's an artist who understands that there's going to be a lot of depth with deep within the piece and I fell in love with that and so I really just kind of found a refuge in art and you know started just riding for fun and getting back on it and the beauty of it was I I would ride and then I'd come back and I would go upstairs and I would just draw and that was kind of that escape from my mind so I like leave the bike out on the road because once you find professional it's been your job you know it's still super fun and incredible But it's also your job, and you can't talk about your job 24-7, you know? You just burn out, no matter how much fun it is. That was a big kind of learning thing for me was just to leave the bike out in the you know? (laughs) And, you know, come upstairs and just draw. It opened all that creative neurons, cells, whatever, in my mind, and allowed me to almost suffer more on the bike. Because when you strengthen the mind, then you're able to push through a lot more when you're out on the bike, you know?
1: Yeah. That's really cool. So, uh, when you're out touring and stuff, um, that, uh, are you racing in Europe at all, or are you strictly the U.S.? Uh, I'm yeah, gonna lead-
0: yeah. definitely. I mean, I was just thinking about it. I was like, man, last year I was in Asia, wow, I was in, uh, South America. I was in Europe. I was in the U.S. I was in North America. You know, like, I was in Colombia. We were in South Korea. <laughs> I was in uh, Europe. You know, Canada. Uh, just all over. We race everywhere, and it uh, looks like we'll be heading back to Europe again this spring for a little for like a month's campaign and maybe some Asian races at the end of the year. But uh, yeah, and then I was in, like I said, South Korea in October because I'm working now with Spider Apparel. Uh, okay. I don't know it's not a ski company, but yeah, doing that first ever cycling shoe, and they had one of the designers with it and the first athlete to rock it. So, nice. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: So, do you find time to be able to do your artwork when you're racing like that? Or is it just like you have to, okay, I gotta put it on the shelf for a little bit. I mean. Uh...
0: I definitely like, I don't push it. When it's heavy racing or touring, yeah, like usually the month of July, you know, when it's like three weeks, kind of four weeks, prior two, a big event, I'm pretty dialed in and won't be doing a ton of work. Like yeah. maybe I'll in a one piece or two pieces during that time when, like, in the off-season, I could finish, like, eight in that time. Wow, okay. Uh, just because your mind is pretty fragile from the training, your body's tired from the training, and so you don't want to overdo it. Because, again, like, <laughs> it's not just, like, pure relaxation, you know? Like, when you're in it, like, in the in art, in you're, you know, super focused yep. and super
1: I love to write. That's what I do. I'm not a professional journalist.
0: I love to write, too.
1: Cool. I, did you write all the stuff on your website? It's very good. I mean, I'm not, what well, they said yeah. I'm not blowing smoke, but uh, yeah. I like it.
0: No, my, my, uh, I, I mean, I just really love, like I said, anything kind of creative. And uh, my
1: wife is also a poet. Oh, um, sweet. Very good.
0: She, yeah, she writes incredible poetry. Uh, so it's always kind of fun. Like, just yesterday, like, even on my rides, like, i always be, like, kind of writing down, like, in my head, just some poetry. And then sometimes I'm going to stop just because I was like, oh. Because I always think it's important to keep like, expanding, like I said, into different outlets. And I love, like, when you're reading a good story or a good article or a good, you know, it just or a good, like, book, it's just intoxicating.
1: It's awesome, you know? Yeah, it is. It's. Uh, I know I come up at the end of the day, I might write for eight or nine hours. I'm dead. I mean, it's just... It just yeah. drains you. So I can't imagine painting and art would yeah. be even more. So I love the comment you made about, I want to win as, you know, are you going to go pro or are you going to do X? It's like, no, man, I'm going to win the most races I can. And so I really thought that was different. I like that. And uh, so what is next for cycling? I mean, keep winning races, obviously. Do you ever want to be on the tour?
0: Uh, I mean, it's definitely like... I think it'd be awesome. Don't get me wrong, but it's nothing that I dream about anymore. It's not like I, when I was a little kid and you dream about you'd do anything to go to the tour. Right but now, it's, I'll do anything to just have another like five minutes with my wife or with my upcoming like baby. You know. Oh, like,
1: congratulations!
0: Your, your priorities, like. I I always kind of say, like, I kissed the queen and changed my dream. I just love, honestly, training and working hard. I love kind of just breaking the body and seeing how to, like, basically make it stronger. And I love seeing where that result takes me in, like, the races. But the thing is, if I win or lose, it doesn't change a thing for me after the race. You know what I mean? Like, no matter what happens, no matter... What contract I signed, no matter what big race I won, I'm still going to be married to my wife. We're still going to be having this baby. Like, we're still, like, I still love being in my art studio. This, I still love just living in this small town. It doesn't, it's not going to change anything. Once you kind of realize that, I feel like you can quit focusing about results and start actually just focus on the training, basically. sure. You know, focusing on the task at hand and seeing where that takes you. But I like to say that I search for like vibes, not power, because in cycling, everyone's always talking about their power. right? my power to weight and everything. And I still have a high motivation and still have a high like need and want to race. But I think it's a good thing that I don't fantasize about winning a particular race or about doing a particular race. Because then, like I said, it keeps me humble and it keeps me in the present moment. Focused on just being the best that I can be right
1: now. Sure. So there's got to be a lot of pressure, and he said, "So uh, are you the next so and so?" And I loved your answer. is "No, <laughs> I'm I'm the next me, or I am the me." So, I mean, do you get yeah. pressure to uh, do more? Or?
0: All the time, whether they know it or not. Just a simple kind of question to uh, like a high-strung cyclist about like their fitness. Can like set them over oh. because cyclists, when they are very emotional and they are very because you're tired all the time and you're hungry all the time, like for real. So, your body is just always under a lot of stress and you're always fatigued. That like, and you're always working hard. So, when there's even the slightest, it's a lot of like boxers But okay. the problem is, a lot of people on cycling don't get that, they still get that, like leading by fear. Is better than leading by like love, basically. Yeah. Uh, you have these athletes that are just always kind of high strung, and you're getting pressure from, you know, anyone and everyone, even the fan coming up and saying something. And like I said, I think cyclists, though, are also good at blocking out blocking out a lot of the pressure because we get so much that there's a lot that we can block out a lot, but anytime I feel like one could kind of set you over it. But uh, it's definitely not like, uh, I feel like now I'm kind of past the point of that definitely when I was younger I struggled with that issue a lot kind of always um, please a lot of young athletes and cyclists always want to please their coach like they're always moving in the right direction and be told they're moving in the right direction so a lot of their identity is based up upon what they what they feel like their coaches are thinking about them but the moment they start having bad training or bad racing and things aren't great between the coach kind of crushes your world when you're like being told like oh you need to do this or this is what's causing, causing this so that was a pretty big issue I feel like when I was younger I would always kind of fall to that no. now I just don't care <laughs> like, funny, I, I, I've thought about that in the last few rides and I just honestly don't care about anybody's opinion but my wife. Like, Very cool. And
1: like, I'm going to cut that piece out and send it to her. You realize that, don't you? <laughs> Go ahead, man. I
0: don't care. I'm just teasing. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, but you know, it, you know what I mean? It's like when I was younger, you're always kind of wanting to hear the coaches. Say, oh man, TJ, you're doing a great job. Or, oh wow, dude, great training looks like you're crushing it. All oh, this, this, oh, you're moving. Where now it's like, I know where I'm at. <laughs> like I say, like, we are our masters of our, you know, shift and our yep. destiny. We choose where we get to go. Like, we get to choose to be happy. And so I just, and I found that it just wastes so much energy trying to please these people where you're just like, No, like if you just don't if you don't like who I am, then I don't care. It's really kind of allowed me to, you know, focus more on my art and focus more on uh, my training and you know the things that truly matter to me. Instead of it's funny, I had a comment a few days ago on Instagram. Some person commented and said, Hey, been following you since Lance Armstrong podcast, big fan. But do you think you could start posting more about cycling again? Uh, A lot of your fans would like that. And I thought it was so hilarious how sad our society's gotten to think that social media were entertainers, you know? Or if we're following someone, they're our entertainment. And we can choose, like, what they do. And it's it's crazy to me. I was thinking about that. I was like, man, you know? And it's like, no, social media is literally, just like I said, like another platform to spread whatever message that I'm trying to spread on that day, or just to express yourself. I've just gone to, like I said, to the point where it's like, man, if you don't like it, you can unfollow, but like, I'm here to just promote peace, love, and positivity,
1: and you know. Uh, don't get me started on social media. I am not a big social media fan. I'm a, I am ai was born in the second half of the last century, so... Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But,
0: yeah uh, no, I, definitely, I mean, I definitely... It, it definitely, it's up to us, you know, it's up to us whether we use it correctly or not. Go on there and just waste time by just scrolling and scrolling, or we can go on and actually try to spread peace and happiness, you know, I mean, I get a lot of messages from people with just incredible messages following and stuff, and that's, you know, that's kind of like, all right. I'll, I'll keep doing social media. Keep, sure. I totally agree. I mean, <laughs> when I'm retired and done, and I don't need a post uh, on social media anymore. I can just be kind of quiet and...
1: <laughs> and enjoy, right? Well, I will follow you, though. I mean, I I don't spend much time on it, but, you know, I pick yeah. and choose, and uh, I plan to, yeah. to follow you.
0: As long as your mind is intrigued and you're actually paying attention to what you're looking at, then that's fine because then your mind is being active. Right. You're just scrolling and scrolling and just like whatever. That's just, you're just pouring in useless stuff. Like when you're watching TV, you can either zone out when you're just watching a kind of a TV show in the background and you're just watching it just a Yeah, background noise. Yeah. Background. but uh, Like when you're watching a detective or a suspense and your truth, like you're in, involved with it, your mind is, anything where your mind is being used. Yeah. Uh, that's a good thing.
1: uh. (laughs) hey well let me uh switch gears number one i love the whole thing with the turquoise the story about ripping it off from your mom was great (laughs) and then on your site i never knew this i studied geology that was i was going to be a geologist and i never did but um you know, the, the Native Americans say the cracks in the turquoise are where the negative energy comes out. And that was just really cool. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. you think that'll take off? And, and then uh, Lance made the comment about Bob Roll, who is my favorite character on the uh, Tour de France anyway. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. he'd ride up on his Harley in full leathers. Or I, maybe when Harley is, maybe yeah. it was his just regular bike. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. So do you see that catching on in the tour? I mean, they are kind of a serious bunch.
0: Oh, definitely. I mean, <laughs> I have a lot of a lot of friends who are doing all those races. I mean, Taylor raced the Tour de France with my turquoise bracelet on. Oh, he did? Tom's oh, okay. On, on the There's a photo of Tom Scune on the podium with a polka dot jersey on with my turquoise bracelet on. Sweet. Just while I was talking to one of my Dutch friends uh, who races for a World Tour team, and uh, he was wearing the neck gators that I made. So, no, it's definitely, that's the funny thing is, a majority of people, almost the whole peloton follows me. Very nice. There's a big, there's a big majority of those riders that follow me, and I'm trying to, you know, change the sport. I'm trying to kind of get more respect for the riders for, to be able to do more creative things, you know, with either sponsors or whatever. You just feel like the sport's kind of on hold, and I think the riders kind of, like, always get the worst of it. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm just kind of trying to, where right now they're almost, trying to be, almost kind of being told to be robots I and mean, I'm just one of those riders who doesn't want to be a robot. <laughs>
1: I, I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah
0: so uh, it definitely, you know, I mean I always have my turquoise on, always and you know, just because again, I, I mean I just always believe in it, I mean what, what does it harm to not? So I, I, I really, I hope it sticks I, I would love to see, because again, it's the bracelet and the circle of like to me, it's just about spreading love, spreading peace and positivity. And uh, the more people I see with those bracelets, you know, just that just a little bit of happiness in the world that maybe wasn't there. So I think that's very motivating for me. Cool.
1: Very cool. Well, let me switch over to uh, watches for a second. Uh, how did you and Chaz hook up? Because I mean, it seemed like you two are you know, you're both trying to shake things up in your own way.
0: Um, after uh, Colorado Classic also um, getting messages from people uh, really supportive messages was awesome and Chess sent me a message and was like hey man like I'd love to send you a watch what you said on the podcast and what you did in the race is super awesome and uh, one of, and I was like, wow, that's super kind. And when he sent it out, it was <laughs> super amazing, and I loved it. And I just messaged him back. I was like, hey, like I love your product. I went to his website. I went to social media, kind of looked at what they're trying to do and everything like that. And today, I love what you're doing. Is there something there? And uh, we got talking, and next thing you know, it you know, leads into like phone calls and sending designs in. And uh, Very cool. And coming up with this, this design to kind of honor that kind of break out time for me that kind of beginning the turquoise blue and the balls deep on them below it
1: <laughs> um, yeah. I like that I I went on the there's a thing called Pantone matching system PMS uh, and there is no balls deep blue I'll have to tell you that
0: <laughs> uh. It's just a limited watch, and it will be it'll be really awesome because, like I said, it's been almost a year and a half or more, and so it will be awesome to have something to kind of commemorate and uh, almost like a little memoir. I have a lot of gratitude and respect with Jazz and the Liv family for allowing me to kind of create this journal of watches, I guess. So I think it's something very cool.
1: Oh, will we get to see you wearing one in a race? That might oh, be a bit much, huh?
0: I mean yeah, it depends on the race and everything like that but I love to wear like, I just like to you know <laughs> I just like to look good you yeah know? I think that's a really big important and uh, I think it looks cool on so like I chain with it uh, every now and then I'll you know, I'll be in the studio painting with it like I always think you need to use things for their purpose and stuff and not just be afraid to keep it all in the box and made to, uh, and I think that also shows the quality of the watch.
1: Sure. You know. Very cool, man. Well, thank you very much. Uh,
0: thank you very much.
1: When's your baby due?
0: July 21st. Oh, no.
1: Uh, have your wife wait another six days. And then oh, I'll be I... born on my birthday.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's crazy. That's wild.
1: Man. I really appreciate your time. All oh. the best.
0: Good. Let me know if you need anything else, and I'll talk to you
1: later. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, TJ. Thank you. Bye. Bye. That wraps up this edition of Riskful Thinking. You can learn about our amazing Swiss-made limited edition premium watches at prices that won't break the bank at www.livewatches.com. Get social with us too on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by, you guessed it, searching for Live Watches. That's L-I-V Watches. Buy a watch, become a fan, and tune in for more. Until then, it's riskful thinking for us.